Hello and welcome to One Thing Queer. My name is Jenny Baton and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Kelsey Wren and my pronouns are she, her. Hello, friend. Hello. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. It's been a while. It's been <laughs> to be real. Thursday and that's like a long time for us. That is a long time. It is currently Tuesday. Yeah. Of the following week. Yeah. And uh, Adrian's episode dropped today. Yes. Yeah. It was great. If you have not listened to Adrian's episode, go because you will have laughs. <laughs> you will cry. <laughs> You will have all the emotions. I remember looking at you when we were recording and I was like, I can't look at you right now because I'm <laughs> I'm going to cry. You're going to cry. <laughs> like, he was definitely making me emotional. Yeah, it was, I could I could tell. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, do not look at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the only time you ever look at me is when we're alone. And then like sometimes you regret it because, you know, <laughs> I'm going to cry. I have a tendency to make you cry. Yeah. I'm like, I know I can't look at you because you're going to make me cry. I'm like, feel your emotion. It's because your eyes are like exactly that like feel it feel it i'm like no you can't make me (laughs) i'm a passionate being Mm. i'm a passionate being friend yes i'm aware fire sign (laughs) yeah passionate i love my fire signs and we're in airy season we are we're in like the midst of it and my birthday's like in how many days less than 10 yeah and i i feel like Airy season is flying by, which is very on brand for airy season it because is. it's very fast action, <laughs> yeah. fast action mm-hmm. uh, time, and I definitely feel that energy. Yeah, I'm, right now I'm already like, oh, it's almost gone. It's almost gone. <laughs> I feel like it flies by so quickly mm-hmm. every year. Yeah, I'm also the same thing that happens every year where I'm like, oh, it's April already. God, like. Ugh. What yeah. happened? It was just New Year's. January takes three years. Yeah. And then the rest of the year it takes is like a blink of an eye. Exactly. No, Pisces season was also draggy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. How have you been? I've been good. I went to an escape room for the first time. I'm so jealous. It's It was so fun. Mm-hmm. I went for my cousin's birthday. Mm-hmm. Also a fellow Aries. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun we had to solve a not a murder mystery basically we just had to find who the next victim was going to be because we already knew who the killer was oh my god and there was a point so we okay let me start from the beginning (laughs) rewinding (laughs) so it's 10 of us Mm -hmm. and we walk into this like tiny ass room Mm -hmm. and we're just like okay we we need to gather like you know we need to gather we need to do critical thinking we need to gather artifacts and like figure something out and then we have to unlock there's like locks in this desk Mm -hmm. and um and yeah you basically just have to solve it slowly and then there was this bookcase and obviously we were like it's definitely a door and it's gonna lead us to another room Mm -hmm. and yeah sure enough uh, we placed one of the plates it was like the the lock uh, that made it unlock uh, the bookcase and then we entered a new room and then we had to like finish solving it and we ended up solving it we had an hour and That's we solved awesome. it in like 50 minutes nice so it was so much fun i'm very jelly mm. i kind of want to go to one and i kind of want to do a scary one but i've al- i'd also be okay with like i know you wouldn't be down for a scary <laughs> one so like if we did go i'm totally down to just do like a not scary one mm-hmm. but 
It was a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Well, what does scary entail? Do they pop out at you or something? My brother was telling me about this place he went to, also an escape room, and <laughs> that, yeah, there were, there were like... There's like a man with a chainsaw in there? Kind of, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't. And then you gotta like <laughs> crawl through the tunnel oh, and nope. all that. <laughs> nope. Hard no. I'm sorry. But the one we did, the one we did was like, I mean, I can't do it again, but mm-hmm. they, they had some that weren't scary, oh. and like, we didn't have to jump or crawl into anything. I just feel like crawling through things... Or like the touching, I'm like, just don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Ooh, that sounds really fun, though. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. So yeah, that was like the highlight um, of the week. How nice. about you? Um, wow, <laughs> I had an interesting weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a busy bee. I have been a busy bee. Um, I met neighbors, which was really cool. Well, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> it was really cool, though. Um, I mean, like we like them, so we hung out with them twice <laughs> over the weekend. Which was cool. You really like them. We then. do really like them. <laughs> um, and then uh, we went to, I went to a friend's birthday kind of lunch thingy. We went to a little bar and cafe, which is dope. And it's uh, all vegan. It's really good. Um, and then we went to the Los Feliz flea market Ooh. thing. I've never been there before. I was really tired, but I'm, like, it was really cool. But I kind of felt like it was a little bit expensive. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's all their like resale, reselling, like um, yeah, vintage yeah. clothes and furniture. Mm-hmm. They had like a pin vendor and they had some other stuff there. It was really cool. But I was just like, whoa, this is, it was, <laughs> it was all very new for me. Yeah. <laughs> I drove to LA for the first time in like three years i was literally thinking about this earlier i'm like i can't believe kels like <laughs> drove into la <laughs> that's what everybody said <laughs> they're like what are you doing out here <laughs> like, i don't know i just i, I made it apparently <laughs> it was very uh it was very stressful i was a little bit tired too so i was like very like okay you need to really focus right now because you're driving and it's you, you haven't been here in a long time but it felt it kind of just came naturally once i got into the city but it was very Oh, like I was getting flashbacks from <laughs> from driving all those times before. Yeah. So I don't know. It was fun though. And then I was like, after the market, I was kind of like, I'm wiped. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad, but I was like, I I was tired. And At least you had like a little dose. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. To me, that's trying is what matters, I suppose. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we went to um the Huntington Library. <gasps> we did. How, how on earth did I forget that? Yes. Yeah. That was also a highlight. It was really fun. It was so much and fun. We had a blast. And like, we oh, we had tea burgers, which was dope. Mm-hmm. <gasps> tea burgers is the spot <laughs> if you're ever in Monrovia, California. Mm-hmm. If you want a good burger and the best fries ever. Y'all, Jenny has told me about these fries like (laughs) no less than five times. (laughs) And they were well worth it. The ranch too. The burger was great. The the whole thing, it was great. And then Candace got an orange bang, which I didn't know they had. And she somehow clocked, clocked that they had it. And it was like, I was like, what? I should have got one. It was, it looked so good. I should have got one of those. She made the right choice, but it was good. And we had fun. It was, it was so just a fun. really, really good day. Yeah. It was cool. It was very delightful. I think we were there for, what, like three hours or something? Yeah, something like that. And I was kind of like, wow, like, there was a lot to see. I feel like we saw a lot of it. Yeah. But I was like, is that enough time? Yeah. But I think we were all kind of, like, tired yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, we went to, like, the little shop and mm-hmm. we got some tea. tea. Yeah. And I got a bee house. <laughs> and you got a bee house. Did you put it up already? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not ready for the bees? Well, no, we just, I mean, uh you'll realize that we'll buy stuff and it sits on that like, kitchen <laughs> table for a couple weeks and then we'll finally do what we meant to do with I it. I feel that. I did have the tea though. That 
It's it, so good. It's so good. I was I was sneezing afterwards. So I was like, I wonder if I'm allergic to this. But it was really good, so I'm gonna keep drinking it. It's so good. It was a cream earl gray. Yeah, and it had um uh what is it called? I always talk about it. Um Lavender? No, not lavender. Um Bergamot. Ber- bergamot oil. Oh, oh yeah, bergamot oil. My favorite. Yeah. I put a little bit of oat milk Ooh. with a little agave. Oh, nice. So good, friend. Try it like that. I will. That sounds amazing. Mm. I don't know if you have a frother, but I, I do. Can. Okay. Well, I want to get a frother because I'm like, I feel like Earl Grey with like frothy milk, mm. creamy, and then like a little agave for like this added sweetness. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm dead because I was literally told by another person recently to do the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to make like hottie toddies mm. from Earl Grey tea, like mm-hmm. with gin. I, I don't know if we I've told the story before, but my my friend Brenda, when she got married, it was a dry wedding. Oh, okay. And so I she's like, it's a dry wedding. So like, <laughs> if you want to drink, take flasks. <laughs> okay. So so I, I took a flask of gin because my, my friend Angie's boyfriend had given me gin for my birthday mm-hmm. that year. So I just had a bottle of gin. <laughs> and I was oh. like, okay. Gin's actually not that bad. Oh, okay. Especially in tea. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was like in this like vibe of like drinking two or three cups of tea at night Mm -hmm. and so one day i was like i made earl grey tea and i was like drinking it and i was like hmm, i'm gonna try to put gin in it and see like if it tastes Mm -hmm. good and i put it and it's just it's the best type of hottie toddy you could ever have gonna try that yeah Hmm. and i told someone about it and they're like try it with frothy milk i'm like sounds weird but that tea in particular with like frothy milk sounds amazing because mm-hmm. it was already kind of creamy and it like has yeah. that vanilla y kind of scent to it oh okay i'm gonna try that delightful <laughs> yeah. well there we go there we go <laughs> that is the end of shooting the shit, shooting the shit. you got it i got it <laughs> um so what are we talking about today what are we talking about today oh boy <laughs> um uh, we're going to talk about the straight agenda. <laughs> so fuck the straight agenda. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. I can't say it. <laughs> I'm the one always cussing yeah. in the episode. <laughs> I, tr- I mean, I try. It, it comes and it goes. We, you have to get ex- mad. I only cuss a lot when I get mad. Yeah. We are explicit. So, so I probably will cuss during this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was listening to, oh, this is how this came about. I suppose I was going to wait to tell you here. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was listening to the last episode, and you had mentioned something. Let me pull out my notes because I did make notes. Um, you had mentioned something about how homophobia is so ingrained in us um, from when we're children, and it made me think about that. And I had just come across another TikTok, um, which we love TikTok. I had come another across. It was like fate because it was like the next, like the second or third one I saw that next. The when I went on my phone afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, this is like. I need to talk about this because it it relates to what we were talking about. Um, I don't know if I want to want to play it. Do yeah. we play it first or we just? I say we'll play it first and then we can okay. discuss it. So the TikToker, his name is the Conscious Lee. He does a lot of like um, like social awareness. Um, he does a lot of uh, like uh, black creator stuff where he talks about like you know the community and kind of um, he's a teacher also. He's like super smart and he puts things in such a good way that it just makes sense to me Mm -hmm. um but he's really cool so i'm gonna play it oh just kidding he started again heterosexual is a sexual identity if a child knows mommy and daddy husband and wife 
or boyfriend and girlfriend, they know something about sexual orientation. The topic of sexual orientation is in your kid's face everywhere, every day, not just when you discuss gays. And this is what I mean by straight agenda. The straight agenda is so pervasive, it pushes people in the closet that do not conform with it. I'd argue that 90% of kids' cartoons are manufactured with heterosexual romantic narratives. It's one of my main issues with the folks that be like, man, I ain't got no issue with the LGBT community. We just don't need to be pushing sexuality to kids. But you ain't got none of that energy when it comes to Netflix or Disney pushing heterosexual relationships, sexual orientations to the kids. It is completely normalized for us to have heterosexual expectations when it comes to middle school kids going to school dances. And that's some heteronormal. I'll po- well, we can post it too if we want. We're uh, gonna post it, yeah. We're gonna post it on the Instagram and d- show notes. Yeah, sure. Just in case it didn't, uh, you, it didn't come through clear. Yeah. Um, but basically, he's talking about how the the heteronormative agenda, straight agenda, is so ingrained that we don't even think of it as it being talking about like sexuality with kids. Yeah. Like there's there's plenty of times where we've seen um, that. Like, even in any kind of media that we consume as kids, that we never have to um, clarify that this couple is a straight couple. It's mm-hmm. just assumed. Yeah, it's, it's just assumed. It's assumed, and usually that's what they are, because yeah. <laughs> they don't really show other types, you know? Um, I just thought it was so interesting how he talks about that, because we see that a lot, where it's like, oh, the gay agenda, they're attacking your kids. They want it, you know, they want... <laughs> it's going to get fiery. They want to, um, you know, they want to push this sexuality on kids, but, like, Kids are already asking questions, mm-hmm. and if you, there's plenty of times where we talk to kids, or not, not me personally, but people talk to kids, and they're like, "Oh, do you have a boyfriend? Like, who's oh your boyfriend?" And they're in kindergarten. Yep. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've, I, that's happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, what do you, what do you all expect? You know, I think the the reason why it's so hard for people to come out is because there's like a default expectation yeah. of this is the, and Adrian actually talked about this too. Mm-hmm. It's like you know your parents kind of set up like oh one day you're gonna be married to a man or a woman mm-hmm. and you're going to have kids. It's like it's not an option. Yeah, that in itself is just not fair because you're kind of taking away free will that's something yeah that's something he says too is that it's so ingrained in us that it's it's uh like let me see what he says um it's so ingrained in us that we actually like think of it as like the norm like that it's that's why people think that's what normal is because it's so ingrained like we can talk about it with like disney movies like you know there's um there's actually another article i'm going to be referencing it's um it's on uh, we'll link that also it's on outwrittennewsmag.org it's called the straight agenda and it's written by cole lopez and they go by they them um so that's something that they talk about is that like you know like there was i guess in toy story 4 there was like a um like some scandal where like when the kids are being picked up from the the playground two moms are picking up the kids and it was a huge flipping deal but like no one has an issue with little mermaid marrying this guy mm-hmm. at 16 when she's known him for three days exactly <laughs> like it's no one has a problem with her the story of her changing her basic her whole identity to attract this man <laughs> and that's what we're supposed to learn yeah and yeah. it just like falls under that that lack of example of what 
love really is and mm-hmm. love can look in so many different ways and it's only painted in one particular way in the media when do you see a trans main character yeah when do you see a, a honestly like when do you, we ever really see queer representation mm-hmm. as like the main character mm-hmm. it's always like the supporting actor mm-hmm. and and that in itself is, is that's what we're doing wrong yeah and, like, even in that article, they were talking about that, like, they were trying to look for a kid's movie for their kid and was trying to find any find any kind of queer representation. And they couldn't. And, like, one of the ones that they found has a little bit more R-rated. So they were like, well, I don't want to show my child that. Yep. But there's nothing for them to show, the you know, their kids to see that, look, it's different. Like, like Adrian was saying, is that it's, like... You know, we're shown we're shown so many things that are you need to be this way, and I had kind of said it like, well, but what if I'm not? Mm-hmm. Like, what do what do I do then? You know, that's yeah. where the representation comes in. There's there's so many things that like even in clothing, like it's actually funny that in this I never thought about this before, but even in um, in this article they talk about um, like kids nursery rhymes, like that that knew that shark. Like the shark, we know the song, the like, yes, but the next line is like mommy shark and daddy mm-hmm. shark. Like, w- why can't we have mommy and mommy, mommy or, or not? Not <laughs> <laughs> that. Why can't we have parent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or grandma or, you know, or, or sister because, you know, my sister raises me. Like, mm-hmm. even just families like that who it's yeah. like your sister's raising you or your brother or whatever yeah um yeah like there's not even that but it's we have so much straight representation basically that even it's in these little kids clothes where it's like you know like hey kids you know lock up your daughters my Heart- son's on the prowl <laughs> heartbreaker <laughs> yeah or it's like daddy's wingman. <laughs> it's so, oh my god, it's so that's gross. so cringy. It is. It's really gross, and it it's like, it, I just it's so frustrating when people are like, oh, like we don't want you know we don't want gay people to push this on our children. Like you you've pushed the other way yep. our entire lives, yep. which is why we've needed to feel like or which is why we felt like we needed to be in the closet because we couldn't understand why we were different yeah yeah because i have no doubt in my mind that there are so many people that will get to the end of their life and they never felt safe coming out because of the lack of representation Mm -hmm. and that is incredibly sad when you think about it yeah you know, and um, I I do want to mention my cousin the other day. She has two daughters, and she's like, we go to the library, and she's and she showed me this book of this non-binary character, mm-hmm. and it's a children's book, mm-hmm. and it was literally the most precious book, and I cannot remember the name, but I will find it and link it in the show notes. Okay, and I love to see that. Our generation and in my family, like we're breaking all these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's teaching her kids that because, you know, they have me, you know, they're my nieces. Mm -hmm. So it's like they have me as a non-binary person in their life. Mm -hmm. And so it just it goes to show that if it just creates a safe space for them. Yeah. And seeing that, oh, okay, like in in this book, like this is possible. Mm -hmm. And that's what representation does too, is it helps normalize it. It helps because right now our quote unquote normal or our default is supposed to be straight, straight, hetero, cis, you know. Man, woman. Yeah, but people are not like that. And it's, you know, (laughs) it's frustrating for somebody who's not. And I think even with representation, I think when we do have queer representation, we need to have 
better ones in the meaning of that like a lot of times even in this article they talk about it um a, a lot of times that it's like a traumatic story and it's like a hardship so it puts in your mind that if you are a queer person that you're this is what you're supposed to have is hardship and you know trouble in life and the straight stories don't have that yeah so the representation we need to, to do better also the the ones that we do get where we get you know a happy story yeah you know and i mean and you even see that in like just like adult not adult films but like <laughs> but like just like any queer movie mo- majority of the queer movies and we talked about this uh, on the episode of um uh, what was it the the one with Kristen Stewart. Oh, the happiest season. Yeah, oh. we mentioned it, <laughs> we mentioned it on the episode of the happiest season where it's like, why why must all these queer representation movies mm-hmm. always like why do they always have to be toxic? Yeah, why can't we have a storyline where it's just like an ordinary love story? Yeah, I was always also scared to come out because mm-hmm. I didn't have that representation. Mm-hmm. I didn't have. I didn't have plenty of queer examples of queer relationships and therefore that scared me because I was like, oh, I only see like successful hetero relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see toxic ones I'll too. Say, even at that, we yeah. don't see a lot of yeah. successful ones. <laughs> yeah, even at that. <laughs> but it's like, you know, m- like me finally having that experience in a queer relationship, like it really, really made it, it made it feel the way people talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, when they talk about pure love. Yeah. And, and so I feel like, we need to show that more. Yeah, that's kind of what Adrian was talking about. Like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. Like, you know, that's really, I mean, that's what I'm talking about when it's like, we're told one way and it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. So what do you do then? How do you, you know, as a kid, like, how do you rectify that? Yeah, I, I, like, I know a lot of parents don't want kids to think about those things, but kids do. Kids are curious. They, you know. Mm-hmm. Kids all ask, they wonder. So the best way is to show them different examples, mm-hmm. you know, and like because they might be struggling with something that you have no idea about, you know? Yeah. And like pushing or like withdrawing from talking about it is not going to yeah. stop them <laughs> yeah. from being who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it might stop them for a while, but eventually they might not. Yeah, you it's going to stop them from expressing it to you and exactly. you're going to break that bond, but exactly. they're still going to be who they are. Yeah. And, and then doing so, like all you're creating as a parent, if you're creating these barriers or this stigma around the idea of who your kid can possibly be all you're creating is space in between mm-hmm. you and them and your relationship it's a wall it's a wall and oh. you're never really gonna be able to get deep down you know and be super close to them because mm. that's who they are and by you just <laughs> trying to pretend like that doesn't exist yeah. That's not benefiting you or them mm-hmm. or anyone. There's actually something in the article where they talk about that, like, a lot of times, like, what we hear from people is, like, I don't care who you love. Love is love, whatever. Like, but what they mean is, like, I don't care who you love, but it doesn't have to be shoved in our face, which is annoying because... Heterosexuality is shoved in our yes, face. Yes, the straight agenda is shoved in our face with everything. It's yeah. it's so It's so ingrained in us that it's the quote-unquote normal. We don't know any different. That's yeah. why people think... that's why people think the bad things they think or they are homophobic is because they think it's a bad way they don't think of it as another normal like it just is and if anything i feel like it makes it like like for me for example Mm -hmm. um it took me 29 years to come out and 
it made it makes me be more loud about being gay yeah the fact that i had to withdraw mm-hmm. from ever expressing that i was gay yeah. so now i'm fucking loud about it because <laughs> i was suppressing all uh, myself mm-hmm. i was suppressing like all of who i was for other people mm-hmm. and now i'm fucking gay as fuck yeah. and and i'm loud about it yeah but it's just that's always like people are like oh but you make it your whole personality well like yeah but straight is your whole personality also it is it's just we don't think of it as the other so it's normal for normal quote unquote for you to do Uh, that's the thing too is i think like sometimes people are like oh we kind of like aren't i have that feeling because i'm a gemini i'm gonna see the other side of it now aren't we doing the same thing that they're doing is trying to push it out there also but like to me Yes, we're trying to push back. Yes, because it's been pushed on us so much. Even like we can both attest to like hearing those things as kids. And like even mine was partly true Mm -hmm. because I did. I do like men like, Mm -hmm. you know, but there was always something different. I always knew something was different and I didn't understand why because I (laughs) there was no representation. And the little bit that I had in my aunt, it was disregarded. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there was no there was no kind of characters or anything like my parents didn't my mom didn't really monitor what we watched a lot but even like there wasn't even anything for me to stumble into yeah to kind of be like oh this kind of person like makes sense now looking back i kind of see it like daria like like mm-hmm. those kind of cartoons like i see it now i'm like oh okay they kind of it was it was underlying but it still wasn't outright queer representation no like yeah. and that's uh something i want to touch on too in the article they talk about like talking about the difference between Um, when we do get queer representation so like um, the quote is again and again straightness equals living happily ever after and not straight equals turmoil guilt and loneliness Mm -hmm. which is crap like yeah it sucks yeah (laughs) that sucks um it sucks that the only representation that we have of like (laughs) it was like really it was just porn yeah it was just porn oh my god and that's where i feel like the sexualization Mm -hmm. of being gay kind of stemmed from it's just like the only you know source of media that we had was porn so it was like oh it's you know categorized as like bad Mm -hmm. because i I sighed because it's all these people who make laws, which I guarantee your porn history is filled with two women. <laughs> like, yes. So, like, dude, it's it, it's so ridiculous. And it's the, the also the stigma between they can watch two women, mm-hmm. but they would never watch two men because it's bad. Uh-huh. You know? It's, but you know secretly. They yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's not so much a secret. It's like... <laughs> Like, it's just so frustrating the the hypocrisy in it is really i think frustrating when it the when i hear the like you know we don't want our kids to learn about that stuff and it's like well but they already do if they mm-hmm. like in that tiktok if they know mommy and daddy if they know husband and wife if they know boyfriend girlfriend they've already been taught that and you're just making them feel much more lonely when they don't you know they don't feel that way and yeah. honestly tiktok i feel like is kind of a step in the right direction as far as like you know kids are on tiktok Mm -hmm. and what is on tiktok it's representation Mm -hmm. of reality of queer love of queer families Mm -hmm. i follow so many queer families on there (laughs) and it and it's great and it's beautiful and i love that these families are are you know using a platform to kind of just uh educate people Mm -hmm. of how beautiful a queer family can be yeah and there's been so many times where i've like come across uh, videos like i came across this video of a girl 
and she has two dads and she's straight yeah <laughs> and she's like i'm so so straight mm-hmm. and like my my i guess it was like she has two dads and and two moms, two moms. i think i saw the same yeah. exact one yeah. but they were friends and they, they decided yeah I'm like oh. and they decided to kind of co-parent her mm-hmm. so she she literally has two like four gay, has, gay parents and it's four loving parents yes like that's and, amazing and instead of like two she has four yeah <laughs> <laughs> And she's, she's like, and I'm straight yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So no, like, yeah. you know, that just goes to show that all the bullshit people, you know, say yeah. about, oh, if, if, you know, if you, if there's a queer family that has a kid or adopts a child, they're, they're going to influence a child into being gay. That's, what, that's the kind bullshit. of stuff that also shows me that this is not, it's not learned. It's who you were born as. Exactly. <laughs> like you don't learn, like, because I th- feel like too, if you tell any straight person who is, I know you don't believe in hundred percent straight, but mm-hmm. I do for some people. Yeah. So if you, if you tell any person who's 100% straight and they're like, no, I really wouldn't do that. Like, you wouldn't be able to convince them otherwise. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not a learned behavior. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, because there's uh, there's a lot of times too when they're talking about like the like pushing the gay agenda on kids. There was a video I saw and it was disgusting. I described it earlier. But it's like, there, there's like this um, spring break almost and there's these girls like twerking on a stage and this man holds up this little baby behind the girl twerking. It's a little like, I get a little boy baby, I guess. And like holds up the baby behind the girl who's twerking. So it looks like she's twerking on him. And I'm like, he's a baby, dude. Like that's, it was, I really almost vomited in my mouth because it was like the grossest thing I've ever seen. And it's, that's even like the TikTok is like the person is like, and you want to say that gay people are sexualizing kids? Like you're literally doing this to a child and it's gross. And it's the same people that, that are doing shit like that, Mm -hmm. that are the ones that are talking about you know how we should silence yeah and not say gay yeah (laughs) that's Uh, a whole other topic that and i don't really want to burn anything right now so (laughs) i'm like we can burn the fucking shit down see (laughs) it's so frustrating like i don't know i think you've seen that quote going around too there's some instagrams where it's like we're not like trying to turn your straight kids gay we're just trying to make sure your your gay kids live and and they feel safe and they feel safe and that's it and I really like that about Adrian's episode, too, is that he was really like, you're not alone. Reach out to the community. And like, I know it's hard for sometimes kids to find communities and stuff. And because they're kids and their parents ultimately have a say in where they go and things like that, which is another whole nother topic. Yep. <laughs> um, but I just I don't know, if, like, not that we're ending it right now. I feel like we're ending it, but we're not. No. Um, I just want parents to give them like resources like you can monitor, you can make sure they're safe because I'm not going to say that there's not predators. Mm-hmm. There's predators everywhere. Yep. You can make sure that they're safe. But like the resources, books, mm-hmm. like we have so many books about straight, you know, but the Disney movies, like the Disney movies, like, you know, songs like we can. There's so much other ways to show them that other lifestyles exist than just like throwing them into like a support group like you know it's like limiting a food menu yeah it's like oh you can only have beans and rice yeah oh (laughs) i like beans and rice but not forever (laughs) yeah and it's like there's a whole like there's vegetables Mm -hmm. there's fruits there's seasoning like you're literally taking away free will yeah People yeah. don't realize this, and mm-hmm. people usually the homophobic homophobic people are the ones that are tend to be Christian, yeah, and 
I'm like, you're literally taking away free will. I thought that was his whole <laughs> point is to give us free will. <laughs> it's so dude. Don't even confusing. get me. I'm sorry. Don't even get me started in that. Oh, I could go on forever. If you ever want to talk like organized religion with me, one on one, I'm all ears. But I don't want to make everybody mad. So yeah. I mean, not not that I feel like I would make people mad, but who knows? I mean, there'll be some someone. Yeah. But yeah, it's ridiculous. And I just, I, I see that there's progress happening with yeah. like the book that my cousin showed me. And I see that there are people that are making an effort to create more awareness. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have so much work to do. It is. And we just have to demand these things. Yeah. Because I mean, we're, we can't keep this in the dark forever. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's coming to the light now. I feel like too, like, I mean, it's it's up to us to like we're in the community to go out and make those things but i also feel like it's up to straight people to do the same thing like i i really i do commend the people who like will show their kids different kinds of things and they're straight because they don't know what their kids are you know they're i mean they're kids again um but it's not about showing you're not gonna like here's two women together here's two men together like that's not (laughs) that's not what anybody means like just showing like happy stories or you know books of like children were saying like i feel different or something yeah you know or even that there was there was another book that was like wasn't even like a person it was like a a like i don't know if it was like a blob or something but it was there was no like um like any kind of gender on it and Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like they have friends Mm -hmm. they go to school like yeah that was like kind of like the book that i was reading oh okay yeah it's as simple as that it's and and it's and in doing so like that book Mm -hmm. you're educating a child on how to use they them pronouns Mm -hmm. you're educating a child in letting them know that there are so many different types of humans out there Mm -hmm. and that the possibilities are endless and how much more like that in itself i feel like shows that the world is so much more beautiful because we're all different yeah and that is the beauty of this world is that we're all different definitely and i don't know it's just <laughs> it just seems like common sense it really you know? right but you would think common would sense think. is means it's common though and it's not that common <laughs> it's not that common but i mean I we really, need to have more conversations like this we do and i feel like too like it's the i just don't know if sometimes maybe like be, you know i don't know straight couples don't know how to approach it or don't care enough or think oh it can never be my kid like that's what they think that's what it is there are people in my life that have kids and i i know they they push the straight agenda so hard Mm -hmm. they they push it on their kids so hard Mm -hmm. and it's that in itself it just like it really like hurts and it's it's sad because Mm -hmm. it's like don't don't you just like want your kid to be themselves yeah if you really love someone unconditionally, you want them to be themselves. You don't want to like suppress them from who they are and mm-hmm. in doing so like you could prevent mental health issues for someone that you love, yeah. especially if it's your child. Yeah, that I'm like, why wouldn't you want to just what wouldn't you really just want to see who your child is at their core and like really get to know them? Isn't that why you have children? I mean, mm-hmm. call me crazy. Yeah. I don't have children, but <laughs> isn't that why people yeah. have children is like to 
you know, but isn't that the exciting part is to find out who they are yeah. and like what they bring to this world. Like show them compassion. Yeah, show them I mean, what compassion can sh- be. Love, shocker. I know. Yeah. <laughs> love, love, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, call me. You would you're think talking crazy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I feel yeah. like in our sadly in our society. I think especially like our generations and the generations before us, mm-hmm. like we've only really encountered like, yeah. conditional love. Yeah. Even in families, even with parents and children. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I do commend my mom for never, she never really like, you have to do the girl's work. She never really, cause she was like, I don't like cleaning. You don't, we're not cleaning. <laughs> and like, you know, she kind of like gave me a little leeway in that. Um, I really do commend because it wasn't I mean my dad's a traditional guy but she was like okay I'm gonna do whatever I want still Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was great a good example to see um even like with haircuts she was always like it's you know it's your hair do whatever you want yeah like I she just also she also passively didn't want to argue about it so Mm -hmm. you know but like I mean I'm close with her now because she let me be who I'm you know yeah. who I am. She respected you, mm-hmm. and I think that yeah, <laughs> and I think that's why I am closer with her is because the respect is there, and like you know, she didn't fight about the little things that were like trivial. That's like it's your hair, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like it's your if you want to look stupid or you want to like wear all orange like I did. And ultimately, <laughs> like, you that, can do that. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. Yeah. And so, I think you've mentioned it before, but like. Tell even me. even just like you coming out to her mm-hmm. like how does she react to that with that she was mostly like because I, I i'll tell it a little bit again because i came out on instagram and i saw her like a day or two later and i was like so <laughs> do you see my instagram because i knew that she had saw it because you can see who sees them yeah so i was like so and she's like yeah and she was working and she's like had her head down kind of she's like what does that mean and i was like it means what it says like i'm i'm bisexual like that's what it means and she was like, oh, okay, okay. And she's like, well, what does that mean with, like, Bernie? And I was like, oh, nothing changes. Like, it just is who I am. And I was like, I know at one point you had mentioned, like, that you thought I was gay, like, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was curious as to why that was. And she was like, oh, it's just your <laughs> your mannerism. It's your vibe. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, kind of. She's like, but it, I never said anything because you've always dated, you know, guys. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, what do you think about that? And she's like, oh, like it was kind of the same thing that my younger brother said like duh (laughs) (laughs) she was like oh no i don't think anything i love you and like that's great and i was like okay cool like but it's just like it's kind of what adrian was saying it's a little bit frustrating like that that response i'm thankful for that response because not a lot of people get that response and i know it's um it's a privilege to have that response and have parents and also i was older so the fear of getting kicked out or anything like that was lessened but i know that a lot of people don't get that and but at the same time, it's like, well, what if it's not a big deal, how come I felt that I couldn't do this earlier? I yeah. couldn't tell you. And maybe it's because there was no representation. Maybe it's because of the comments I heard about other family members. It's a combination of that. You know, maybe it's a combination. We grew up in an era where like saying like that's gay for something bad was real. You know, everybody said that. Yeah. So maybe it's a combination. But like I even as close as we were, I still felt like I could never ask about that Yeah. because the door wasn't open. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's another tip is for parents. I don't know. I don't know why we're giving tips. But that's another thing for parents is like make that door open, yeah. you know, and know that it's OK. I figured it would be OK. I just was always too afraid. And because of the lack of representation, I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. I still liked guys. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the other part was. I didn't understand why I never emotionally 
clicked with, you know, a, a woman because I, I, I was too, <laughs> was you too, were too scared. It was my panic. It was yeah. too scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, true. it's just like, you know, that's kind of even, you know, I knew she loved me and I know she loves me, but it was still scary. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show it's like that inner child, mm-hmm. you know, like what, is, what did they do as like when we were kids? Mm hmm that made us feel like that even as an adult and even that my aunt who is gay is her sister so like i knew she would understand that part of it but just i i guess as a child i needed her to open that door yeah but i know that like i know parenting is hard hence why i'm not a parent (laughs) same (laughs) it looks hard (laughs) you know but i just i for future parents or people who are listening or aunts uncles like that kind of thing like i just like want you to know like it's you can open that door and absolutely nothing can happen, but the door needs to be open. It needs to be a conversation. It needs to be represented. It's it even if even if your child is, you know, straight as an arrow, it gives them a better understanding of the people that they're going to meet in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the lack of what our generation had and the ones before is that we never got an idea of other people. So as a human species, what's different is scary to us yeah automatically and touching on i i do want kind of want to touch base on kids too like like the expectation like i feel like it has to do with heterosexuality where there's an expectation of oh everybody has to have kids Mm -hmm. too that also plays a big part into this topic i think Ugh. And how that's pushed on everyone. And it's like, y- you are looked down upon if you decide not to have children. Yes. Why is that? Yeah, it's actually, this is another reason why representation matters. Because we, we met a couple recently, and we really like them. And they, they're older than us, and they don't have children. Yeah. And that night, I remember telling Bernie, like, after, after the second night we hung out, because we hung out a lot. That night, I told him, I was like, it's really nice to see an older couple and they don't have children Mm -hmm. and they're older than us to where they might be out of, you know, out of the range of where they possibly could. And it's nice to see that they're still happy Mm -hmm. because what we've been told our entire lives, you don't have children, you're going to grow old alone and no one's going to take care of you and blah, blah, blah. And you're missing out on the most joyous thing of life. And that's not what it's like for everyone. You know, it was really nice to see them really happy mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like they're lacking anything in their life and they're they made that decision and they're okay yep and like i that felt really good for me because i do i mean at the core of my being being i do worry about that sometimes like will i regret it mm-hmm. but i'd rather regret not having them than regret having them yeah and some people will say no you'll never regret yeah. having them <laughs> but it's like i don't know i know some people that are like not the greatest parents. <laughs> I know a lot of people who complain about their children. Yeah. And to me, to me, that's frustrating because I feel like you brought them into this world, one. Two, like, it's, I don't know. If they're supposed to be these magical beings. Yeah, you can complain because it's hard and motherhood's hard and fatherhood's hard. I get that. But to to do it to their faces mm-hmm. is the stuff that is just breaks my heart. Yeah. I'm like, you don't, it's another thing like, as as equal as representation is like that's the same thing you're representing to them that they are a nuisance to you exactly and that is just so freaking heartbreaking like you can see them die inside a little bit Mm -hmm. it's frustrating i'm like then why have them i know that it's not sunshine and rainbows the entire time that's not what it's supposed to be i get that but it's 
to vocalize it to their faces is, or overhear. A lot of people don't realize how much kids hear when you're talking in a room. Oh, yeah. We did as kids. Like, Mm -hmm. the homophobic words may have not been said to my face, but Mm -hmm. I heard them. Yep. I heard your conversation. I heard you guys call each other um, gay in a negative connotation. Like, I heard that. Yeah. You know? I've seen it a lot with, like, our generation. Parents had children, and they expect, like, they have children because they want someone to take care of them, mm-hmm. which that is not a reason to bring a child yeah. into the world. Mm-hmm. You should never bring a child into this world because you want a favor. Yeah, You should never bring a child into this world if you are not emotionally available for this child. Mm-hmm. And you should never bring a child into this world if you're not going to be seeking your child. Mm-hmm. That is a huge one. I feel like a lot of parents will have parents and they'll or will have kids and they'll be like well i did this for you i did that for you and (laughs) and hold it over their head Mm -hmm. and it's like we didn't ask we didn't ask to be born you decided to make the decision Mm -hmm. to be a parent Mm -hmm. now you are forever you forever have to be seeking me Mm -hmm. it is not the child's job to seek the parent Mm -hmm. that is a very wrong misconception that i feel like we see a lot yeah and i also want to say obviously i don't even think if you know us this needs to be said this excludes any outstanding circumstances where there was no choice and yeah things like that obviously we don't mean that you know because i absolutely don't want anyone to feel hurt by that that's not what we mean but when you make hey we're gonna we got married we're gonna have a kid in three years that's what i'm talking about yeah is and i it's just so frustrating because it's i it's shocking to me. This is why I this is why I don't have I'll be real. This is why I don't have children. I don't feel like I can be emotionally available for them. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could give it my all that I would want to give to be given to me. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could do that. So that's why I don't have children. Whether I run out of time or not, that's not the problem. Like yeah. quote unquote time. You know, because I also for me, adoption is also an option. Yeah. Like that's you know, we've talked about that before. Me and my partner have talked about that before. Is that's an option for us. It doesn't have to be our biological seed. Like I would just children need homes and I would love to give a home you know, if we're able and emotionally available, I'd love to give a home to a child who would need it like yeah. you know it's it's <laughs> shocking i would love to have them have love <laughs> yeah shocking yeah and there'll be times too where i've encountered like there was a point where i was like maybe i do want kids but maybe i'll adopt and people will bash on on people that want to adopt because yes. because they're like but it's not your kid and it's not the same level or they're not gonna look like you i'm sorry but if you're having a child just so that you can have a clone yeah that is not a reason to have a child mm-hmm. i've heard that a lot when we mention it like but oh but they have problems and they've been abandoned and but i'm like yeah what better you know like exactly. what better reason to give them a home where they can stabilize like it's I don't know, or we've talked about that, like, foster parents, so we're just kind of like, you know, but I've heard that that's really hard, too. Like, I just, I I don't know, (laughs) like, I just, community, I feel like giving a community means a lot Mm -hmm. to children, and, like, I don't see them as these, you know, written off humans, like, for me to be like, oh, they have problems. Like, for anybody to say that, it's just like, you're okay, so they never can have anybody love them because they have problems because they've had troubles in life it's 
It's so it's fucking so bizarre. It's so frustrating. It's so I have people in my life that have told me that. Yeah, and same. And it's just very disheartening and yeah. it really says a lot about you. Like I'm not trying to bash anybody, but it says a lot about you mm-hmm. if that's the first thing that you're thinking about. Well, that first thing they're thinking is like, "Oh, but they're going to inconvenience you." Yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be an inconvenience if I choose to, you know, help these help this child exactly. or whatever, you know? It, it's it's just really frustrating. That whole thing is so frustrating. And we've gotten that for a long time. It's like, oh, are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? When you, Like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't, I know I can't put 100% in. We both know we can't. We're both working on ourselves. Hence, why we do not bring another child or a human into the world. And sometimes I'm like, do people not think about this? Like, one of the reasons I don't want to have kids is I want to do whatever the fuck I want for the rest yep. of my life. <laughs> That's that's yep. that sounds to me that sounds way more enjoyable. And right? call me call me whatever you want to call me, but or call me crazy, but yeah. I'm gonna be happy crazy yeah. and I'm not going to burden anybody mm-hmm. to take care of me. That is what long-term care is for. Yeah. That is, you know, that that's where that comes in. So yeah. if you like you really want to burden your child by t- like making them take care of you, yeah. and that's why you want someone that's Mm -hmm. why you want to reproduce that's not a reason to reproduce that's why we get that a lot you don't have kids and we and then they're like oh i'm so tired we didn't get to do this we can't do that and we just kind of chuckle because it's like well we can (laughs) because we don't have them exactly like it's i'm like we could uh, if we get to sleep in i don't have to be woken up like i know like a lot of times too because i've had i've had talks with um one of my brothers and like i was visiting visiting with my nephew and like holding him i was like oh he's like really sweet and it's like so cuddly and he's like that's like the best part i'm like yeah but this isn't it a hundred percent of the time Mm -hmm. this is two minutes out of our entire day where he was screaming his head off Mm -hmm. the whole time like to me i mean i not that it's not worth it but to me right now in this time frame when i don't want to and i feel like that too when a lot of people don't want to the, the being forced to take care of it is just so much more like it's just so much more mental damage on the child because they know that you're being they, forced to take care of them. Yeah, and they that's, feel that. Yes. Yeah. They feel that. It's energy exchange, mm-hmm. quantum physics. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I can do that. The, the couple we met, uh, they they don't have children and they, <laughs> they were older, but I was like, there's no way that's your age. I'm like, oh, because they're not stressed out. That's why they look so young. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That sounds great. I'm it like, does. if I could be 90 years old, not ha- fucking worrying about anything, wow. but, but myself. I was gonna well, say, actually, I, I want, I don't want to live past 80. Well, now. I was gonna say, <laughs> actually, I don't really care about having someone take care of me because I don't plan on living like that super long. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that old, so yeah, I don't, I won't need it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, pull the trigger at 80. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, but same. I'll call you to do it. Yeah, I will just... just be like, pretend it was an accident. This is very morbid. <laughs> just be, just be like, whoops. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. All that to say. All that to say. All that to say. <laughs> fuck the straight agenda. Fuck the straight agenda. There you go. He got a f word out of me. Yes. Apparently, everybody liked when I cussed on the live, <laughs> the last live. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, you you need pull- to do it more, friend. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we got to pull a card. Okay. So that's oh. going to be the ending oh, of okay. this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to pull a card for everyone. Uh, we didn't do it last week because Adrian was here, but mm-hmm. we are. We liked it. We, we hope liked you liked it. it. Yeah. So, all right. What does the collective need to hear? Ooh. I love the sound. I know. 
ASMR. Let me know if you see one pop. Okay. My hands are too small. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while. Oh, oh, it's it's a doubler because they're sticky. Doubler, doubler. Okay, all right. Collective. We have oof, the B. It's a little B card. It's really really pretty. Oh. So we have soul work and love are the two cards that we pulled. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read from them the book. I'm not a pro master yet. I love it. Yet. <laughs> a matter of a week knowing you. <laughs> so rude. Um, soul work. <clears throat> Sometimes while we are navigating our day-to-day -day life, we can lose sight of our highest purpose in this earthly realm. This card asks you to once again check in with your soul purpose. It is not possible to be derailed from your soul path no matter where you are, but clarity does help us show up Help us show up for it in a more intentional way. Um, how about, or sit with these questions. Um, what are you here to teach? What are you here to learn? What stirs in your heart? Uh, spend some time reflecting upon your soul mission and how you can integrate it into your life. I That's beautiful. That. I mean, I hear you. I hear you, universe. <laughs> All right. I've been getting some messages lately that are very, they're very repeated. Yeah. And, and clear. And it's I, I even got one that said, stop ignoring. <laughs> stop ignoring us, basically. Okay, I hear it. Okay. All right. The other card is love. <clears throat> This card is an intention to examine love in all facets of your life. This is love of self, love of others, uh, your healthy or not so healthy boundaries, your presence with others, your relationship with intimacy. If you feel seen and if you feel seen and heard, passion and joy and total responsibility. This card could signal a need to build a better relationship internally or maybe with a partner in your business or work life or even towards a goal or hobby. I could, oh, it could also be a reminder that love is a choice. Mm -hmm. and there we that. go everybody choose to love choose to love yeah mm -hmm. what a beautiful way to end definitely i episode. love this me too we're sticking with this we're sticking with this <laughs> i hope you all enjoy it but if you don't well too bad <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love it <laughs> All right, all right, I guess we're gonna do the socials. Socials. All right, um, please follow us at One Thing Queer on Instagram. And my personal Instagram is SpexRayX. And my personal Instagram is at Jenny Lynn Bouton. And my spiritual page that is kind of on hiatus at the moment until I find a place to live. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go follow it on there, it's uh, Celestial Light Witch. And if you would like to be on the podcast and join us uh, for an episode, or if you have any questions, or if you'd like to share any stories with us, feel free to email us at onethingqueer at gmail.com. Excuse me, I burped. <laughs> and also, um, give us a follow on TikTok. It's One Thing Queer Podcast. Jenny posted a super embarrassing one today, if you'd like, <laughs> because an episode came out. So if you'd like to see that, that was, oh, today meaning last Tuesday when you're listening to this, when Adrian's episode came out. That was embarrassing. So... It's like gasolina. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> I forgot we did that one. I was like, oh boy. I mean, to be fair, it's embarrassing for me too. Okay, So right. Cool. We're both embarrassed go, together. Go check that one out. <laughs> Yep. Well, all right. I guess that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of One Thing Queer. Make sure to tune in next week for a whole new show. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.
Graphics by BexUniverse.co. Music by Jacody. <laughs>